0: Thanks for joining me this evening, it's very much appreciated. No problem. How were you first introduced to metal and what made you want to pursue it as an artist in the first place? Um, metal music you mean?
1: Yeah. Well, I suppose really it was heavy rock when I was introduced to it, but uh, people didn't really call it the metal. They called it heavy rock or high rock, so I think I was introduced um, in the show mid-sixties with it, the heavier bands you know, some of the early Sabbath, that was in the sixties uh, yeah, sort of, sort of, you know, Sabbath I don't know, few of the frog bands that you know, were around at that time, so I think that was my first initiation I mean, my first initiation to music would probably have been uh, 1962, 63 so would you say that was your biggest inspiration? No, not really. I would say I played guitar when I first started in, in music, so I wasn't really singing, so uh, I just kind of played guitar really, so I was trying to play, you know, painted white like by the rolling stones or something like that in you know, So I never really bothered playing any Beatles songs. Uh, I was always more interested in uh, rock and rebel music.
0: Saxon's 24th studio album, Hell, Fire and Damnation, is due to be released on the 19th of January. 24 studio albums is quite the impressive achievement. Um, what helps you keep the momentum going, especially after such an extensive career so far? I think I have to
1: stay motivated and focused. We're always trying to write a perfect song, perfect album. Uh, I'm always striving to uh, make things better, improve our um, uh, sound, and improve our songwriting, improve our lyrics, and our melodies. So, I think, I think uh, you know, not resting on your past. i and trying to some music that's
0: uh, relative, really, to our fans, you know. So do you ever worry about repeating yourself musically, or as a band are you able to find fresh inspiration and approaches quite easily?
1: No, because we try not to. Um, definitely not not, um, not melodic-wise. I mean, I'm always looking for great guitar riffs. Um, you know, so yeah, we don't, we don't intentionally try to repeat ourselves. No, I don't think there's any I don't think there's any future in that. Can always can right, wheels of Steel or something or something. Those songs were big then, Dead and Leather, Princess of the Night. They were big then in that sort of time in that environment. You know, so we're trying to write songs out uh, you know, for now.
0: Brian Blessed delivers a proclamation at the beginning of your new record. Um and as a huge fan of his, I was very excited to hear that. Um, But how did his involvement come about? Well, we've known him
1: for some time, uh, Brian. We've done some, uh, did a few charities with him, the Yorkshire Coal Miners. Back in the 90s, I think, when the coal mines were closing around um, that area that we're from. So we didn't know him. And he was introduced on stage on a couple of festivals. So, we do know him, we're friends with him, so, I just wanted to do this sort of 1980-type start to the song, basically explain what the song's about, our damn so far, damnation, so, you know, he was the, you know, the only guy I was going to ask, really, Brian, because I don't think he's really done much with rock music, um, so yeah, I mean, we're really happy to get him to do it, very yes. lucky.
0: It's a shame because he's quite, he's got quite a commanding presence and that voice of his would go down an absolute storm in rock and metal music.
1: He's got a very commanding presence anyway, he's sort of, you know, if you're in a room with him, he's very sort of, uh, you know, he's very out there. So, he's great really, you know, he's like 80, odd years old, he's fantastic.
0: Yeah, he's absolutely brilliant. So what was the writing and recording process for this record like? Was it any different compared to previous recordings?
1: Uh, well, technically, it's all fairly similar. We have, a, we have a, you know, a routine that we do to make up. Try and concentrate on making the sounds as, as pure and as heavy as possible. It? That's the key on it, want the to sound. You know, like thunder and the drums to sound like, you know, like uh, the Hurricanes. So we're always looking to make our album sound the best possible way. This album was done quite quick. We had a deadline with the Jewish priest uh, for a heat tour coming up. A new tour of America coming up. So we didn't have a lot of time. We wanted the album out before the tour. so people had a chance to listen to the song and uh, read the lyrics and get into the album. So, um, yeah, I think it was done a lot quicker than the album before.
0: There are a lot of historical and mystery themes in this record, um, such as Marie Antoinette, Roswell, Battle of Hastings. Do you have a favourite time period of history? A
1: favourite period?
0: Yeah. Uh, No, not really. I've covered them all. (laughs)
1: Uh, It's usually mostly. uh... Uh, well, it's, yeah, no, not really. I don't have a favorite. I think it's all really interesting. It's full of um, it's full of light and dark, isn't it? History, you know, mostly war. That's true. And, uh, you, know, the, you know, there are some good things in there, but um, yeah, I'm i I'm
0: sort
1: of amateur historian, definitely.
0: So do you have a favorite track on the new records that you're really excited to play live? Well, I don't really have a track that stands out
1: true more. I like I like uh Madame guillotine yeah I think it's uh, it's a great track and uh, I wanted the chorus to be a bit more like Alice Cooper style, so I was quite happy when I got that together
0: yeah, yeah that was definitely the vibe that I got from that track as well in particular. Is there a band or an artist that you like to listen to that people might find surprising? Uh, No,
1: not really, not really. Um, I think most most heavy pop musicians are into straight music really. I don't think a lot of people that I know, anyway, they don't pigeonhole. It's a great song. It's a great song, you know. Um, but I quite like musical theatre things like that. So, you know, me and my wife will go and see a uh, musical, like Witches or you know something like that, occasionally in London. Uh, so I quite
0: like that. But anything with a good tune, I like. You know, um, really great. Is there anything that you've been listening to recently?
1: I'm not listening to anything. Uh, I suppose the newest band I've listened to recently would be Burning Witches, Um, which is quite good. So which era of Saxon has been your favourite so far? Uh, Well, apart from the new
0: one, I mean. Apart from the new one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I probably think Gentleman Leather. Yeah, I've got a soft spot for that one as well myself, I have to admit. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, it, it
0: sort of sums up that period of, of, of the UK, that
1: new wave big sentimental thing that happened then and made all the bands That's... and um, made earning priests ever so popular. So,
0: yeah, I always have a soft spot for Denim and leather. Awesome. So you're about to head out on another huge tour, like you said, with Judas Priest and Uriah Deep. How do you prepare for such extensive touring? Uh,
1: we don't really prepare much at all, really. We'll probably rehearse for two or three days and that's it. You know, we'll just go out on the stage and do it, really. Um, there's no real preparation from the band's side. I mean, I'm sure the boys will be, uh, you know, rehearsing themselves on guitar. I'll probably do some singing in the studio to get my voice... Um,
0: you know, uh worked in again. But not a lot of preparation really. So what are the best and the worst things about touring for you? Well travelling's pretty awful. Um
1: you know, you, you get especially if you're flying everywhere, like even in South America for instance, it's, it's it can be very tiring, very boring because you get off the plane, go to the hotel and then That's it, really. So, you don't have really any time to go and see anything. Uh, I think the traveling is the worst part of of being in the touring band. But obviously, the show is the high point. So, I think it evens itself out, really. You know, you've got the traveling, which is really tedious, then you've got the show and everything that goes with the show, which makes it all brilliant. so it's like uh, yin and yang, really.
0: Do you have any big stand-out moments, any good memories, anything that you're really fond of in your career? Oh, oh
1: yeah, I've got lots of them, really. I mean, writing this album one of them. I didn't think we'd make it. Um, I think we were under a lot of pressure to finish it on a deadline. Um, so yeah, that was that was a pretty good moment when I walked into the into the kitchen and told my wife I'd finished the album. So that was always, that's a good point, you know, because I always do the vocals last, you see, so it gives me more time to work on them. So yeah, that was a great moment. Um, I think when we walked on stage 1980, the first, first of rock festival was a huge moment for us, uh, so
0: that was quite memorable, yeah. So lastly, if you could put together your own dream festival of any five bands, living or dead, who would you pick?
1: Oh yeah, it would have to be, um, in no particular order, it would have to be Jimi Hendrix, it would have to be uh, Black Sabbath, would have to be, uh, let's see, obviously oh, Saxon would have to be on that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, something like that. Rolling Stones would be good. Uh, the Doors would be great. That would be a bit of a, a curveball. Yeah, that would be good. would be a good day out.
0: That would be. That would be really cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me this evening. It's really appreciated. No problem. Yeah, yeah, well, probably, uh, yeah we're, we're on tour this year, so we uh, hoping to
1: see everybody on tour. Looking forward to
0: it. Awesome. You take care. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you very much. Bye.